Hello and welcome to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people who just can't seem to shut up about guitar. If you're always having people saying to you, can we do not the guitar thing today? Or you've got your kids saying, can you shut up about guitar? Partners, spouse, family, whatever, just sick of you talking about guitar, then hey, this might be the podcast for you. This is the podcast for axesandblades.com. If you're the kind of person that just can't stop talking about guitar, go and check out axesandblades.com. We've got articles, we've got reviews, we've got ridiculous amounts of guitar porn from the best guitar builders all over the world. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Axes and Blades. It's Axes like Gimli or Deforestation or whatever else is your thing. And Blades like Ninjas and other cool stuff. Go check it out. We're on all the major platforms and you'll already know that if you are watching this as a video podcast rather than just listening because this is broadcast as a video podcast on the Axes and Blades Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and we also have full-length guitar demos and a whole bunch of other videos with a focus on really interesting, unique things, innovative builds, uh, really cool, interesting builders from Europe and around the world who are doing really incredible work, really interesting work, a little bit different to what we're seeing coming out of factories, although there's plenty of that as well. Um, and also a focus on the passionate people behind these guitars that we love and behind the music that we love as well. So this podcast every day is just talking about something to do with guitars, whatever's on my mind for that day. And at the moment, I've been thinking quite a lot about resin guitars and the use of resin in guitars. And if you're interested in in the boutique world, this is definitely something you're going to have seen because it's getting pretty popular. There's quite a few guys out there doing stuff with resin, but there's a couple in particular that I'm really fond of and that have been doing stuff with resin for a while um, that I want to talk about today because I think it's a good example of the wide range of stuff you can do using resin in guitars. And that's always what strikes me about it is it's like... The versatility of it it's it's not this weird material it can be it can be a weird material for doing strange exciting boutique one-off things but it's an interesting material because it's really just as versatile as wood species um, all the different things you can do with resin kind of line up pretty well with all the different things that we can do with more standard guitar materials wood there's one it's wood that's the material um for bodies <laughs> but I really think that it can be misunderstood as a kind of art project feeling thing, which is cool in itself. And we'll we'll talk. And if you're watching this video, look at some of that. But I want to look at how versatile it is with an eye to is that going to jump from the boutique world? There's these small builders using resin in guitars right now. I'm curious what people think. Do they think this is going to be one of those things that starts with the smaller builders and it kind of builds a bit of a trend, maybe in particular music communities, and then jumps to uh, the big brands? You know, are we going to start seeing um, big brands doing this? You know, I don't, I don't know in the metal world in particular. Maybe will we start seeing 
some other guitars like ESP, not just Crazy Custom Shop, but will there be models with resonant? I don't know, way off in the future. I don't know. It, it, it depends how people are kind of receiving it. But we'll look at a few examples today and see what you guys seem to think about resin guitars. I think it's something that I've really come around to understanding better. I didn't really understand that well at first. And talking with builders, really getting to understand that side of it, why builders would use resin, I've gained a better understanding of why it's a cool thing and why it maybe might could it's something we're seeing more in boutique world, but it could be something we start to see more in the rest of the world. I mean, I don't I don't know if we're going to start seeing um, Gibsons with it on because that would be interesting and innovative, uh, but also everyone would hate them for it anyway because they can't do anything right. But <laughs> they'd be told to stick to the same old thing and then we'd yell at them for being boring. But Maybe we'll see this in more guitars, particularly in the metal world. So the first build I want to look at um, is Stonewolf guitars. So Stonewolf guitars, the builder for Stonewolf guitars, Mike Payne. Um, excellent guy, lovely guy, If you, which is such an important thing because if you want to get a custom-built guitar, you're going to be talking with the builder. And so having a really nice guy is really easy to work with, like Mike, is a big thing. And that's why he has so many really loyal customers and, and artists that love to work with him as well as the fact that the guitars are great but stonewolf guitars um small really like uh incredibly interesting kind of custom guitars with a edge towards the metal side of the community these are built by like say mike payne in england um and he's got a small workshop there and has really established himself like i say largely in the metal or heavier community, but just actually amongst guitar nerd people, people into guitars, he's established a relationship as a guy that does actually do something different, but which you can still instantly appreciate. It doesn't completely take you aback. I think metal players are slightly more open to new shapes and like crazier shapes and like more experimental or flamboyant or interesting designs to some extent. So that helps um, if you do it like extended range guitars or guitars that, that are tending towards the metal players. But um, he still actually just built a following amongst people who really appreciate someone doing something really cool with guitar building. You know, if you're going to start a guitar company, there's so many great guitars out there at every price point. We all kind of want someone to express something or do something different. Otherwise, we know that we can buy a decent guitar with decent specs from 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 somewhere else. So Stonewolf Guitars, uh, Mike's work, is a great example of someone doing something different, but which is still instantly appealing to a lot of us. And one of the things that he's known for is working with resin. So if you're watching the video podcast, you'll see some of this come up uh, on the screen, some of his builds. And what I think got me thinking about resin this week was his latest build, which I did share online. Um, it's one of his Ikara models. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> one of his Ikara models, um, which he recently brought out. If you head to the Axes and Blades Facebook, you'll see it linked um, and you'll see all the pictures of it and you'll see kind of Mike's little story of how there's an interesting story behind the build that he kind of stepped away from it for a while and came back to it. And one of the reasons he might have stepped away from it is because he wasn't sure about the resin. He was doing something a bit different with the resin. If you've seen resin guitars, you've probably seen ones that take after the what is apparently could, 
don't have a clue about this. Apparently, it's kind of in vogue or something in furniture building to have like resin tables and stuff like this. I don't know anything about this. Um, I don't have lots of money and spare time to know what's fashionable in the table world. But um, I think if you go on Instagram, you see it and stuff. It's it's like tables that have resin in it, wooden resin, and it, it kind of be made to look like a canyon or a river or something. Um, the Burl, when the Burl's art guy used resin on his guitar on YouTube, if you're familiar with that guy, he built a resin guitar. It's the same guy who built like a guitar, colored pencils and stuff like that. His one took after this style, and it's quite a common use of resin to have like little channels of resin that almost look like rivers. You use like blue resin, and you've got hardwood on either side, and it kind of looks like you've got the like a table or a guitar or whatever. You've got like a, a valley and a river, or you've got little channels of resin that make these kind of river-like patterns, and they kind of uh, kind of curve and jag and things in between the bits of wood or in between these channels. The way Mike uses resin is really unique. It's much smoother. He has channels of resin between wood, but it'll be in these smooth curves. You know, and, and, um, sometimes it can even be a bit, a bit thinner towards binding, but often it's quite thick, but it's smooth. It's these smooth curves, like you would have the curves of a, of a, of um, one piece of wood maybe joining to another. Um, it could be in a straight line or it could be something that's in a nice curved shape across the body of guitar. And sometimes his guitar bodies will have two or three or four different pieces of wood, smaller pieces of wood that would not usually be conducive to guitar building. And, and he's managed to use them by joining them together with resin in a way that's not just you know, using random bits of wood, it's a cohesive design where the bits of wood, maybe like interesting burls, you get to see small, difficult to work with burls, which are not going to be really useful to guitar building, these little bits, but look really cool and, and have some beautiful, um, a beautiful look to them. You can use one or two or three for those, maybe combined with other woods or just those, and then use channels of resin to bring them together in these kind of exciting metal, kind of metal player-like shapes would be the first point of reference, but still unique, you know. Um, his own designs, uh, as he talks about, he really makes these designs with ergonomics, first and foremost. It's not about, let's make a crazy design that's gonna stop people in the tracks at a guitar show. It's about like, it's about what's comfortable and what's enjoyable to play. You wouldn't necessarily think that just looking at them. If you get a chance to play one, uh, you'll understand. It, that he's he's right on that. He's designed it so it's it's comfortable, it's 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 perfect for ease of playability and stuff like that. And that's what it's about, but you end up with these interesting shapes that are not standard. On this new Ikara model, he's got the wood as the central kind of main part of the body, and the resin is running all the way around the outside of the body, kind of like taking the curves of that piece of wood and there's a little natural binding looking between them, a light binding, and then accentuating them. And kind of the cutaway horn is only very slight from the wood and the rest of it is all from resin coming out. And the resin in this case, you can have all different colors of resin, which is another thing that it enables you to do, it enables you to experiment with finishing looks and colors and things that are a bit more ostentatious or, or not so crazy, but with different colors, 
and this is kind of greenish resin around the outside uh, really interesting look and it's all smooth and beautifully carved so that the curves of the guitar extremely ergonomic and fit against the body really comfortably because it's all smooth because you've got that smoothed out resin around the outside there's no jagged corners or anything to that so it's, it's like super comfortable as well and one of the cool things about the channels of resin is when he's using colors in there the light shines through it and you can get all these different kind of rainbow of different hues and things come through it which can look cool in stage lighting when natural light comes through it um, and then when there's no light going through it, it, it looks a lot more subtle. Um, so it doesn't look like some crazy bright green. It's really it's quite dark, really. Um, and so it's not some completely ridiculous, ostentatious thing. Um, although Mike does do crazy builds. He uses sometimes fabric in resin to create crazy patterns. He did layered denim in one guitar that ended up looking a lot like flame maple, like blue finished flame maple because of the layers of lighter and darker denim he did velvet one time it's kind of had this like sp slight splatter effect which almost looked like you know crazy almost like bits of burl or crazy bits of, of quilting um but but different you know you couldn't really find a wood that actually looked like that but it didn't look so crazy different that you would walk past and go oh, there's a guitar made of jeans that's 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 novel but it's not really for me you just went oh my goodness that's one of the most insane guitars i've ever seen and then you were still surprised when he told you that it was fabric. So that's when, to me, that's when I started to really understand the resin thing was it's not about, you know, resin is not about, oh, sick of wood, it's boring. We've made guitars out of wood for all this time, but secretly they sounded and looked terrible and they should have been made out of resin from day one. No, it's, it's just, it opens up different things for the builders to do to express whatever they're wanting to with the build and just to create something new for the customer, um, create, open up ways to create looks they're not you know superior or way off piece even from wood but just uh a new way to explore things and you know one of the things that these guys are looking at like mike is how does that affect tone how stable is it over time these are things that you learn by experimenting with it and he said from him and his customers it's as stable as anything when you're using resin even in necks he's used resin in necks as well as in bodies stable as anything um when you know how to use it and when you're doing everything correctly and when you're a skilled guitar builder stable great tone no tone degradation or any of that or any of that stuff so that's a really cool interesting thing too because i know we'd all be skeptical about that we're all um, it doesn't matter what we look like we are all vampiric old men as guitar players and are completely <laughs> stuck in the past completely traditionalist even when we don't we don't think we are um we don't like to admit uh we are so it can be hard for us to accept something new we go oh, i've got i've got a strat and it's great so therefore nothing else ever needs to be done i'm not exactly going to argue <laughs> but um when you're seeing these guys who again what's the point of starting a guitar company do something different bring something new and although there's already people playing around with resin and doing it in these furniture like ways the way mike does it not just because it's in the metal kind of world not just because of ergonomics but the way he combines that with wood the way he combines that with the traditional elements of the craft is really unique and it taught me a little bit about like this is not a fad this is not just a hey look at what i can do as a builder you'd never play it but 
I'm very skilled. It's it's not some kind of boaster ego build. It's actually something which helps the the craft person when they're open minded enough to see it. Go oh, there's another way to achieve what my customer wants here. There's another way that we can open up a new build here, so I can offer my customers more and more and different and different. And if you look at the artists that he works with, his use of wood as well as his use of resin and his interesting designs means that he's being able to create guitars that really suit the, the artists and really suit those genres of music um, in a way that's sort of like you look at it and you go, that is even more fitting somehow for you and what you do than a more standard guitar, even though you, you know, whatever, also own a Les Paul and you love it. This guitar seems like you. It's almost like a signature guitar as well as a custom model, um, which I think is the that is you know one of the benefits of a custom guitar that's the way to do it um so that's amazing uh go check out the stonewolf builds um go check out the artists you'll see that the artists talk about his guitars and you know what i mean when you see the artists with the guitars that they say this just feels like me you can see the testimonials and stuff that they go this guitar feels like an expression that suits me that's a really cool thing so that's an interesting way of using resin. The other guy I want to bring up, who I always think of when I'm, for some reason, again, probably because of Stonewolf in this case, for some reason thinking about um, resin guitars is uh, Michael Spolt. Um, if you don't know Spolt instruments, they're based in Austria, I believe it's in Vienna, um, workshop there. Uh, and Spolt instruments, I mean, Michael and Tanya Spot, they are really a kind of a center point in the guitar community. They've done a lot for the world of smaller builders and bringing out all these incredible smaller builders that we see everywhere, which is a wonderful thing. Um, so they're, they're, they're great people to, to be aware of and know because their work is, is also really important um, in that world. And the cool thing about the spot instruments use of resin is that it does both things and again it taught me that oh resin is just to view it just as like what's another wood species it's just another way of building guitars but it's not one way it's not about one particular thing it's a tool for opening up all sorts of different modes of guitar making and i got that from spot instruments just because they they straddle both sides of it so Michael Spolt makes all of these incredible kind of work of art guitars, right? Might not be your thing. You might think just just put a pickup in a piece of cardboard and it was good enough for Hendrix. It's good enough for me. I don't think he ever didn't think he had a nice American-made Fender strap. But anyway, you think, oh, just give it a bit of driftwood with a magnet sellotape to the side and it'll probably work. Um... I like the punk rock way. As an, whether you like it or not, as an appreciation of a, of a craft, what Michael builds in his more like artistic builds, the kind of things you would maybe see in a gallery as much as you see when you see players playing them, um, is incredible. The craftsmanship is incredible. The thought and the kind of concepts that go into it are, again, someone who's not just going, well, I just kind of want to build guitars. It's, it's someone who goes, well, you know, if I'm going to spend unbelievable amounts of hours toiling at this craft and decades toiling at the craft perfecting my craft and building it up when there's already so many guitars out there i want to do something 
that, that's worthwhile, that's new, that's kind of adding to it, that we as guitar players can go, hey, that's something different, that's something cool, even if we'd never buy it. And his more artistic builds, as, as I would kind of see them, maybe that's a wrong way to categorize them, are magnificent in terms of craftsmanship. It's incredible. Also really nicely personal. They feel like they'd be instruments where if you're into them, if they're your kind of thing, um, and for the artists and stuff that play them, they're really inspiring because they're so personal. They have a really personal feel to them. Uh, he, he has, in his workshop, a whole collection of interesting like objects and materials that he collects. And he will encase them in resin tops, so see-through clear resin tops, um, you know, with a, a wood back on the body, so that on the top he can place materials in there for interesting uses of colour or objects in there that are on a theme or that have a really interesting, beautiful look. So instead of, you know, using binding material around the outside here, you take a closer look. It looks like binding from across the room and actually set in a resin top. You've got maybe even bits of old jewellery or chains or something like that used in these guitars. If you're into seeing what some people can do, if you just appreciate craftsmanship, even if you think, oh, I'm going to buy that, I'm, I'm good with my, whatever it was, piece of cardboard with a magnet sellotape, whatever it is, um, you know, I mean, if you go, I don't need that, I love a strap, I think it's worth just checking out for, for craftsmanship, you know, just seeing passionate people devote themselves to doing something incredible, it's kind of, it's just inspiring, and his builds on the more, like I say, artistic side, achieve all of that, but then he's got this series called the Totem X series, and originally they did these a while in the past, um, this was maybe like 10 or 15 years ago they did the original Totem series, Totem X series guitars. Um, and then they redid them, essentially, to make the Totem X2 guitars. Um, so yeah, the originals were from kind of, yeah, 2007, 2008. And then they've redone them is from 2019 onwards, the Spalt Instruments Totem X2 model. And this is great because this is like a more straight up series of guitars um, in this series where they're all kind of have sort of consistent look and consistent features that we can go through. Like when Fender or when someone else brings out a series of guitar and you can look at it and go, oh, I know what I'm getting. But it still uses resin tops. And the way he uses them is, is this more, I guess, subtle way of these resin tops that then have all sorts of interesting colors in them. So you get a guitar in the Totem X2 series that is sort of telly-shaped-ish. It's its own shape. It's not just a stolen shape, but closest thing I'd go for is a telly, right? Um, TV Jones, Powertron in the neck, and then a Lindy Freeland pickup in the bridge. Great pickups, right? Obviously, this is a whatever you want to call it, high-end, boutique, small builder guitar, meticulous attention to detail. This guy's got a lot of experience. This guy's got a huge reputation as a very, very, very good guitar builder. So you're going to get excellent everything, excellent playability, excellent, all of that. You got, at this level, you can demand, you know, perfection. You can demand for it to be really good, and it's got all that. But we've already got lots of guitars. 
that have great pickups and that have a nice feeling neck that's perfectly carved and 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 high quality components elsewhere. What makes these stand out is that they all have these unique resin tops. And because they're resin tops, they're truly unique. Of course, wood figuring is unique. You can get very complex, beautiful wood figuring. But the use of color on a, on a spot instruments, a Totem X2, the use of different kind of artistic approaches, I guess, means that even if you don't care about thinking about the concept behind it or anything like that, you just get a really stunning looking guitar but with excellent specs, comfortable, familiar body shape that plays beautiful and it's made to make music on. So that if you look at the other stuff and you go, you know, I'm no stupid blues lawyer. I don't want a guitar that should go in a gallery. You know, I want to play my guitar. I'm not some dentist. Um, as if that's an insult. We all secretly wish we were dentists. But um, <laughs> if you just think that's just, it's just not for you. It's it's just out there. It feels, you know, it's, it's, it's sushi and you want a, you want a steak. I don't know what that means. Um, you want something more down to earth. You don't want this thing that feels like it's there to express something in itself rather than you to make music on it. If you feel like that, you know, we can all have a different opinion on this. And the great thing I think about the Totem X2 is that if you feel like that about the more ostentatious builds um, with resin, you have this straight up series, but which is still taking the guitar into a new place and doing something unique because of resin. So again, like the Stone Wolf builds, this was something which I was like, okay, this is like a thing that you're playing around with the craftsman and I respect it, but how do I access it as a player? And this brand, like the Stone Wolves, the Spoiled Instruments, taught me, no, this is just, when you when you really kind of start opening your mind up about it, it's just like, you know, oh, we wanted to use a new wood species on this. Just like, oh, Taylor Guitars have started switching to this wood species because they did some sound tests and, oh, they got a new finishing technique and it works better with this. So it's just like that. It's like, here's a new way that this craftsperson has opened up something that I can still connect to as a customer. It opens up something new for me as a player and that can be inspiring. Um, I think that's the cool thing about Stonewolf guitars and spot instruments. Is it, it, it got me thinking about resin again. Got me thinking about how that's a cool thing. And, and now I'm very with the idea of resin and guitars. It's kind of become normalized to me. Still exciting, but it doesn't seem like weird or gimmick or like, oh, it's a thing that I guess you did for yourself in your workshop just to see if you could. No, it feels like a like when a guitar builder uses awesome beautiful wood tops you know something more exotic like a redwood um rather than a maple top or an ebony top like on a jhg guitar uh rather than a maple top it's almost like that it's it's beautiful and it's stand out but it's something that i kind of feel like i get more now and i kind of just got that through interacting with the the builders and i didn't have it to begin with so that's a cool thing so that's what i'm thinking about today i'm thinking about resin guitars if you've watched this on the video stream you've seen a bunch of beautiful pictures of resin guitars if not you can go to axesandblades.com you can go and check out axes and blades on instagram and on facebook and on youtube to get all sorts of guitar porn um family friendly guitar porn you can get i don't know maybe it's, maybe it's not family friendly to call it guitar porn anyway don't google it at least but 
come check it out, Axes and Blades on whatever platform you like, axesandblades.com. There are absolutely some pictures of Stonewolf guitars, spot instruments all over those pages in some articles I've done. So uh, check them out. And of course, go and follow Stonewolf guitars and go and follow spot instruments everywhere and anywhere that you can. If you like checking out awesome craft people, cool guitars, sick players and artists that play these guitars, if you like guitar stuff, go check it out. Uh, that's what I'm thinking about today. There'll be a new episode tomorrow. Maybe I'll keep blabbing about resin guitars, or maybe it'll be something else. One last suggestion for today. It's always good to end with some suggestions. Great way to find out more about Stonewolf guitars is the Meet the Makers series, which I co-produced with Guitar.com and with Ted at Just Trek the uh, film production company in the UK. Really enjoyed making those. We've made a series of films about small guitar builders. If you want to find out about small guitar builders, we've got four films out about guitar builders on the guitar.com YouTube channel. It's just called Guitar. is the name of the YouTube channel from guitar.com. That's also Guitar Magazine in the UK. Same guys. Go check that out. Um, if you want to know about Stonewolf, they're nice kind of documentary style things, but they're like five minutes long. So kind of good if you want to um, check out Stonewolf guitars in particular because we have an episode on Mike at Stonewolf and get to hear them a little bit, see some of the builds and hear his process himself rather than me just blabbing on about it. Um, and as well as that, of course, you can follow them on all their platforms. So that's my suggestion for today. Check out guitar.com. Check out the Meet the Makers series on their YouTube channel as well as checking out Stonewolf and Spot Instruments. And check out Just Trek because we, I, like I said, I made that series. We made that series with Guitar.com and with Ted over at Just Trek. Um, if you like looking at beautiful images and videography, uh, especially to do with wildlife or outdoor spaces and crafts people and people who are doing something interesting or passionate, these are all the sorts of things he makes films about. Um, so go check out Just Trek as well. And to finish today, the whole point of any of this is not about, I don't know, just yelling about magnet types or which gauge of string is best for what music or fret wire differences or having another argument about tone wood. The point is about music. It's all about making music and, and connecting and about our music, the music that we love. So every episode why not throw out a tune that you should go listen to? Sometimes, just to be, I guess, completely useless, some of these won't necessarily be to do with guitar music, which seems stupid, but it's all about broadening horizons and a love of music. And I think, you know, as guitar players, we just love music, really. Uh, but today, it is a guitar player. It is Carson McWhorter, is the artist. Um, recommending you go check out. I'm not even going to tell you what his playing's like, just go check it out. The song I'm talking about today to go check out, which I've been listening to a lot, is called Gatekeeper's Invitation. Uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. There's a video of him playing it um, on YouTube as well, I believe. Um, go check that out. Carson McWhorter, and the song is Gatekeeper's Invitation. That's our whatever song for the day, if you like. Um, 
even if it's not your kind of music. Maybe like the resin guitars. Even if you don't like it, appreciate the craft. Even if you think this cosmic water is a... It's not for me. I wouldn't want to be rude, but it's not for me. Um, even if you think that, just appreciate the craft. Appreciate the playing and um, see if you take anything away from it that might be interesting to your own play and your own songwriting. So that's today. Go check out Stonewolf Guitars. Check out Spot Instruments. Check out Just Trek. Check out guitar.com, meet the makers, and check out Custom Water Gatekeeper's invitation. And that's a lot of blabbing about guitars. Uh, join us again tomorrow. iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this, you already know that. If you're watching this, you can go listen to it. If you're listening to this, go check out axesandblades.com, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. And you can watch this. And I put up all sorts of naughty delicious pictures of the guitars and whatever else we're talking about so i'll see you tomorrow